Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Well, yeah, so we're actually going to record this episode on Zoom. We're going to be at 720p, 2997, 44.1. So is that okay with you? Um, <laughs> say yes, I'm, Kim. Just say yes. David, that would be great. Yay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so welcome to Permission to Win. Today, we're going to talk about technology and teaching things and no, we're not. Oh. No, 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 no. Wait, what, what's the topic? I think we're going to talk about translation mm. and being lost in it or being aware of when you need to translate. Spanners versus monkey wrenches, Kim. Exactly. We had a whole conversation in Mastermind last night about what Carrie calls a spanner there. We call a wrench here. It was funny because it's the same humor with different words. <laughs> I think that when we're talking in different cultures, and, and really that's what it is, because even David, you are, you know, a few few miles from me in Tennessee, from Texas, there's a little bit of differences in what we say. We, we do have differences and definitely from Carrie and I, we have been, we've spent the last two years translating. <laughs> Including times, not just languages, <sighs> times as well. Okay. So anyone who has ever dealt with me in time zones, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> oddly enough, Carrie is like 37 minutes ahead. It was, it's weird. I don't know how that works. 37 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's just odd. I mean, how, well, maybe it's like 12 hours and 30 minutes or something like that. It, somehow she, there's, there's a half hour difference in there somewhere or maybe 15 minutes. I've got the lotto numbers guys. Like I'm ready. <laughs> Get your pens and papers out. I'm ready. I'm about to change your lives. Well, I will say in the translation world, we get our own little arrogance going on a lot of times. And I think really us U.S. of A.ans really expect the rest of the world to capitulate to the way we think, because this is my experience. The rest of the world watches BBC news or something similar. And so they get a lot more world news, whereas we get 99% of the world that we live in is either our state or few states around us in the United States. Maybe we'll hear something about Hawaii if there's a volcano blowing up, but pretty much we grow up being focused on just the United States. So when we hear things, I guarantee Carrie knows a whole lot more about the continent of Africa or what's going on in China or what's going on in other places because their news reaches out to those areas and brings those sources in. So they're more willing and understanding when the translation comes. When we have visitors to our local area, I mean, I don't know about Dallas for you, Kim, 
or your areas, but it's pretty much just somebody from a different state. You don't have a lot of different languages per se showing up where you have to think about it. That was a long rant or diatribe or something. Can I jump in for a second and probably just say for all us Aussie-terrians in the world, I'm now questioning maybe not enough exciting stuff happens here that we do get more exposure <laughs> to the globalness that's around us, that's out there, that we can't touch, see, smell, any of that. I wonder if that's it. However, I will say that is commercial television that the majority of people no longer watch. Yes. Yeah, it's commercial news. I mean, you're dealing with, again, because your economy is more, I think it has to do with the fact that your economy is more affected by other parts of the world. It is. You are correct, David. Spot on. Because although we live in the future, we are in the past because what happens in the U.S. becomes the ripple across the ocean that eventually reaches us quite a few days, sometimes weeks or months later. Mm. So either way, that translation has to has to be considered because again, it's not something I considered a lot in my life until I started getting the chance to travel and visit and see how the changes really really happen. The translation wise, living in the future is because Carrie's ahead of us in time, but when she says she lives in the past. It is because it's what, Carrie? 1977? <laughs> is, is that what you meant? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're so funny. I think it's cute when you say you live in the future. Like, I think that that's cute because your time, your time is ahead of us. Correct. Yes. You celebrated New Year's about 12 hours before we did, but you didn't get the information from the United States till about... I don't know, two days after that. Mm, exactly. So even though we live in this world where we have, we carry our translator with us in our pocket, everywhere we go, we can understand what's going on. We can ask Google, we can press a button on Google that says translate this to something else. And, and we understand there's, those are words. It's, it's the intention behind the words that sometimes we have to translate. I started off by explaining to my co-hosts here that we were going to be recording on Zoom. Zoom is the platform we, we know that we're both logged into, or all three logged into. 720p is the, the size of the image that we're translating if we record. 2997 is the frame rate, how many pictures per second that the camera takes. And 44.1 is the kilohertz of the audio that we record at. And so that is what I understand because that's my world. And I can shorthand that to people that I work with and they would be, yes, no, maybe, yes. And they would know exactly what I was talking about. Oh, we know exactly what you're talking about, David. We just, we're, we're like that. We know these things. <laughs> Welcome to Permission to Assume. Welcome to Permission to Lie. We have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Zoom straight over. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think we all have our little niches of conversation, these little shorthands that we understand exactly what we mean. That's one of my favorite phrases. I mean, I knew what I was saying. 
I knew exactly what I was saying. So when, when somebody doesn't understand what I'm talking about, I forget, oh, sometimes you need to lead off with a topic sentence <laughs> as opposed to jumping right into the middle of what's going on. In religion, let's say, there is a shorthand of conversation that you could throw out there and people understand exactly what you mean if they're part of your small group of people. Okay, so I'm going to step in here and translate because the translation for that is churchies. Like, that's one of the things that when you start talking about, you know, the different kinds of languages, there are different kinds of languages. And I know I'm guilty of having princess speak. Like, everybody teases me because I use different words than what most people do for business. And so that's an ease, E-S-E, on the end of whatever kind of language you're using. It can be churches. It can be a different language like Chinese. But it's it's also those little dialects or those little places where we say something funny or we say something that's intended to be funny. And the only way somebody knows if it's funny is if we tell them. Like that's, that's one of the translation things. <laughs> You're saying you speak princesses. I speak princesses. <laughs> so I speak Aussies. Aussie, Aussies. <laughs> you speak little bucket of swearing sunshineies. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> so that's, that's a difference between different parts of the world. I mean, just becoming more and more prevalent in the United States, but it was, it was less so 10, 20, well, 20 years ago for sure. But, you know, Boston was the one of the, in, in New York, the places where colorful language was just the norm. And that was just the way it is. And that's kind of the way it is in parts of Australia. It's just, it's just standard speak. There's nothing special quote unquote about dropping F-bombs or whatever. It's just words that you add to a sentence. So those, those translations and, and those, the actual word here, and I will have to translate this word, I guarantee it, are called colloquialisms. And that is... Hurry, giggle, Carrie, uh, hurry. <laughs> and that is words common to a very localized region. So what's a word in Texas that y'all use that, well, y'all, I just said it. Y'all. I, th I have everybody on Clubhouse in particular that makes fun of me and my y'all because I, I say it all the time and don't even realize it. That is that is one word, y'all. It's <laughs> Y-A apostrophe L-L, y'all. <laughs> y apostrophe A-L-L. Yes. Because <laughs> it's all it's all a y'all. <laughs> And y'all can be individual. It can be <laughs> plural. It, it it is a catch-all. Y'all is a catch-all word. But anyway, carry your thoughts on colloquialisms. I must have spelt it wrong because I have microscopic organisms of fluorescent nature with different labels in separate emission wavelengths. That's probably right. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let, let's talk about something a little bit more serious because this is hysterical. Just I wish everybody could see the 
faces where while Carrie's looking up these things and <laughs> David's oh. making fun of us. Hold on, hold what you got there, because because I'm gonna I'm just gonna come back to Carrie real quick. It's C O L L O Q U I A L colloquial. That's not how I spelt it. Right. Well, <laughs> it says of language used in ordinary or familiar conversation, not formal or literary, colloquial and everyday language. Okay. Sorry. All right. Now back to Kim's redirect. I just feel like we need to kind of touch on a couple of things, David, because. You know, we don't want to be isolating when we're having a conversation with someone or we don't want to keep someone from being able to participate in a conversation. And sometimes it does take translation to make sure everybody can be included. And and that to me is really important about this conversation. Carrie and I talk enough that we know like the majority of what Carrie says, I already know what it means. The majority of what I say, Princess E's even, Carrie knows what I mean. So it's like back and forth, but it's because we've spent time together. And when we are somewhere and someone gives that funny look of, oh, I don't know what they just said, we both can hop in and translate quickly to make sure someone doesn't feel like they're left out of the conversation. And I feel like that's a part of this permission to translate is to translate for the purpose of including other people for helping other people to join into a community conversation or to you know something that is going on that they may feel excluded from because they don't understand what somebody's saying so i am i do want to drop that in there as a serious note it's important to not make other people feel like they're left out and so I always appreciate when Carrie translates and slows my role <laughs> and says, this is what she's talking about. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's nice to have that translator there, but sometimes you don't have that. So you have to read the room or look at the person you're talking about. If they glaze over a little bit, when I write scripts or trainings that I do or, or videos that I produce, I'm always trying to and understand what I mean, I'm trying to dumb it down. I'm trying to use the most basic language that I can to explain a thing. So I want to translate really quickly. It's not that you're making it for people who are dumb. It's because they don't know. So that's a really good example right here in the middle of this podcast. Right. It's not about somebody. I tell everybody I'm the kindergarten princess because I need it simple. It, it's not that I'm dumb. It's just I need it simple so I can understand it. Yeah. The true way to say it is you're ignorant of a subject or you're ignorant of a term or the terminology. And ignorance is not a bad thing. Ignorance is just a fact. You, you do not know something. You are ignorant of it. Until you learn it, then you, then you if you don't know it, <laughs> then you're dumb. <laughs> but once you learn it and you've got it, you're just, until then, you're just ignorant, and that's okay. That's what training and learning is all about, is to remove those layers of ignorance. But that said, when I'm doing these scripts, my focus is to m not distract the person with weird words, because all of a sudden, if they have to look up into the left and think, what does that word mean? They've missed the next 10 words mm -hmm. in the training. 
So now they, they don't, they, they're focusing on what is the meaning of that one word instead of here's what I'm trying to actually teach you. Then there is the assumption factor that people try to act smart, act like they are not ignorant about a particular thing, which again, we, we all do it all the time at times, but you assume that you know what the person's talking about, or the person assumes that you know what they're talking about. So here's a fun example. In 1999, the Mars Climate Orbiter, so this is a spaceship, $125 million spaceship that they sent to Mars to orbit and fly around the thing. Well, they had other groups participate. They're at JPL, which is in the Jet Propulsion Laboratory out in California. They worked with other groups, and they had them build portions, and they assembled these portions and sent it. Well, one of them was using gallons and one of them was using liters and nobody thought to ask. Everybody assumed that the other was doing the thing. $125 million. There it goes. And plus whatever it took to launch it, plus whatever it took to the man hours and all that stuff crashed on the surface of Mars and burned. Thanks for playing because we assumed that we didn't think it necessary to ask a simple basic question which system are you using are you using imperial or are you using metric so that's a very costly <laughs> version of of what can happen you know we do that carry you guys operate on kilometers in your cars how far is it it's like 25 and if you don't say miles or kilometers there's a vast difference you may run out of gas please somebody else say anything please we're still translating all that, David. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've like done a lot of just stream of consciousness today. You and your example, though, you think about the $125 million loss in that technology because of not translating well. But I think of that in humans as well. I think the, the cost of a relationship is enormous. Mm-hmm. And when you say, and we know you, this is part of the thing. We know you, so we have a different understanding. But when somebody that doesn't know you and you say something about them being ignorant, here where I like come from, it that's a that's calling them a bad name. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just ignorant. It's it's not a you don't know something. Let me help you learn that thing. It's a you're too stupid. It's you're too dumb. And I think that we mistranslate that when you're even talking like what you were, David, because no one has the dumb category or the ignorant category just because they don't know what I know. And I think that's what we do a lot of times to people is we put our whatever we know, we're the smart one. And whatever they don't know, they must be the dumb one. And that's dangerous because I know a drop in an entire ocean of things. And there are people who know, you know, huge things that I don't know. But if I assume, and I do like the word assume when you use it there, if I assume I'm the one that's the, you know, the measuring stick. I'm the one that everybody should be like and know these things. That is so dangerous and so dividing 
that causes relationships to divide. That causes those people who are around us feel like we are full of ourselves, which we are, if that's how we're walking around. (laughs) But translating in a different way, in a softer, kinder way of saying it, you know, if you don't know something, I'm the, I will raise my hand quickly. I don't know the majority of everything there is to know. I'll just say that right up front, but I want to know, you know, calling me names isn't going to motivate me to want to learn or understand. (laughs) So, so please keep those comments that call me dumb and ignorant to yourself. (laughs) Well, those are dictionary definitions. So just going to want to go on on record as saying that's, that's what that is. In case you were ignorant about that. Uh, What? Why did he say? But yeah, there's, there's so many times when, again, I go back to my phrase, I know what I meant. Yeah. And we assume that that's enough. And I, I think I've shared this example before. I learned in a class of, it was a writing class for business. And the example was fill out in triplicate form 2936A and blah, 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 blah. And it went on for like a thousand words, maybe a thousand words of, of information until it got to the very last sentence, which said, if you want to send kumquats to Nigeria. And so, you know, you spend all this time to find out that, no, that's not what I wanted. And that's bad translation on the part of the writer. And it's not, and it has nothing to do with words. I think everybody generally understands what a kumquat is. I mean, everybody understands what Nigeria is. Everybody understands what form 299A is, if they can find that. It's just a matter of communicating in the right order. Here he's Googling, just so everybody knows. <laughs> so if you want to send kumquats to Nigeria, then do this. Yes. It was, it's, it's an if then as opposed to a do if yeah so anyway that's a translation communicating clearly from the beginning that gives people a chance to jump in and say wait i see where you're going with this conversation i care about you enough and me enough and i respect our time enough that i'm not interested in doing what you're talking about and if we're the only ones in the conversation then i'm going to shut shut you down and let's move on to something more relevant and that's okay again between friends, that's what friendships allow for is, is the ability to direct a conversation and have more valuable conversations. So translation takes some trust, I think. Yes. If, if you are the one who is trying to get that information out there, you either have to trust that people understand what you're talking about, or you have to provide effectively a glossary of information so that, to make sure that they do understand what you're talking about. I believe you're making fun of me. I'm just going to translate that. You're making fun of me for having a a book on princess speak. (laughs) No, if you have your book on princess speak, that's, that's fine. That's letting us know how, how best to communicate with you or how you like to communicate with others. Translation, when it all comes down to it, is not just about language, continent to continent. Language is one small aspect of it. I think it's us translating intent is a lot of it. Again, if I use the word ignorant in the wrong setting or I don't qualify it enough to say, 
here's what I mean by this word. Do not take offense. I'm not referring to you. I am referring to a fact. Then, yeah, bridges get burned. People get angry. Be kind, David. Be kind to me. Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> rewind. Wait, that's something different. That's a translation. People who didn't understand the VCR age, they don't get that. Is that before you take the videos back to the store, you've got to rewind them? Exactly. And that was always my joke about the when they got rid of the VHS tapes and they went to DVDs. I always joked about be kind, rewind, because it's a DVD. You don't rewind a DVD. <laughs> Thank you for translating that. <laughs> but since, the, since those don't exist, then, then folks who are younger than we don't get that joke. They won't understand it. And so if I just throw that out in the middle, <laughs> be kind, rewind. <laughs> and the room is just dead silent. Then crickets? Yes, absolute crickets. <laughs> so read the room. Know who you're talking to. Be aware that you may have life experiences. It doesn't have anything, anything to do with knowledge. You may have life experiences that don't translate to the group that you're talking to. Well, when you were talking about the Zoom numbers and all the things, your level of understanding of all of that, when you're talking to people in your industry that are at that level also, they would probably think, you know, you were silly if you were talking less than that. But for me, I'm just going to tell you, you can overwhelm me really quickly with things that I don't know anything about. I understand Zoom. I'm on Zoom, but I don't know about all those numbers, David. <laughs> well, but you could easily and quickly go off into oil field speak, and I would be lost. I mean, I think I know what oil is, <laughs> but I, I guarantee you could talk about land rights and all these legal aspects and things like this that you have all kinds of experience in in your past. And Carrie and I would be sitting here going, I'm, well, I'm talking for Carrie now, but I'm assuming that Carrie and I would be sitting here going, uh, what? You'd be saying, hush. <laughs> My brain's hurting, y'all. <laughs> I'm just glad you included that, y'all. That's why I'm glad. <laughs> Carrie, jump in and save us because we are like definitely reading the room, Carrie. We're reading the room. Well, let me read the room for a moment. Has anyone ever Googled a kumquat? I've never done this. I've never, ever Googled a kumquat in my life. These little things are fascinating. <laughs> kind of looks like an orange, but apparently it's a bit more like a lemon. I don't know what you do with them, but they look kind of cool. And I, I've heard the word a bazillion times. I've just never seen one. I guarantee I've never had one. It's just a funny word to say. It is. I like it. <laughs> So if anybody has any words they need Carrie to Google for them, it is info at permission to win.com. <laughs> no, it is info at your permission to win.com. I got it wrong. <laughs> David, you got to help me translate. You better say it. <laughs> so info at your permission to win.com. Did those come with steak knives? <laughs> they might. That voice. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to do a late night infomercial. I don't know what I would talk about. Kumquats. I could sell kumquats at 1 a.m. 
And Carrie and I can translate for you. Or colloquial. Absolutely. There you go. So permission <laughs> to translate for David was given to us, Carrie. That's what we. I, that's what I heard. <laughs> I, I'll throw in one more example before we kind of wrap things up. And again, for all these examples, we want your examples at info at your permission to win dot com. But here in Middle Tennessee, where I live, we have a city, and I'm probably going to spell it wrong, but it is spelled L A. F-A-Y-E-T-T-E. And Carrie, if you'll Google that real quick and tell us what you hear. Lafayette. Who was that person? Does it give a quick... Oh, Google got lost. I just went got with lost. Okay. words, letters, so, and stuff. So that is the appropriate Lafayette. He was the commander from the American Revolution who kind of came in and helped us win from France. He helped us win the war against those Brits. Anyway, sorry, guys. The town in Tennessee is called Lafayette. It's not spelled different. It just is. You know, if they're from that town or not by how they say it. <laughs> right. And like, you know, that people are actually familiar with or have experience with, or have learned the translation, the capital of California, if they don't use the T in the word, they say Sacramento. There is no Sacramento. They're locals or they're experienced. There's a town near me called Shelbyville, S-H-E-L-B-Y-V-I-L-L-E, Shelbyville. But you know that you have experience with that town if you're from Chevel. Because <laughs> we ain't got no time to get all those syllables, syllables in the right emphasis. I got one for you, David. Please. Melbourne. Is it a more of a bun on the end? Is it instead of a burn? More of a bin. Melbourne. 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 Whereas you guys and and rightfully so spell it out. Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. Brisbane. Brisbane. And this is one of the things. And I'm going to talk about me for just a second and sell sell my wares. In voiceover. This is what. I try to sell myself as is I'm willing to learn your colloquialisms the way you do you, meaning if you're trying to sell a product to folks in Cheville, as soon as you say, come down to Shelbyville and buy it, they know that you aren't connected and therefore it doesn't connect to the audience because it's an outsider. Come on up to Lafayette, Tennessee. No. Come on over to Lafayette and we're going to get you a new Buick or whatever the, whatever the thing is. If, if your language doesn't translate your audience, I'm going to use this term doesn't hear it. So if you talk over their heads, they don't hear it. If you talk beneath them, they don't hear it. So you've got to read the room. You've got to kind of, there's nothing worse. My muggle job is a company called ServePro. We are the fire and water cleanup specialists. We come in and save the house or the business after a fire or a water damage. Like it never happened. Exactly wrong. That's exactly wrong, Kim. Thank you. That's you. You nailed it because we have had keynote speakers that we've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to come on stage and say, 
like it never happened. And the entire audience knows that the catchphrase is like it never even happened. And so as soon as they say it wrong, they have disconnected from that audience and that audience knows that they're imposters. They're just faking it. Even though they've faked it for all these other companies and they've gotten their, you know, Nike, just do it. Whatever catchphrase is you lose your credibility in front of that audience. All of a sudden you don't lose all of them, but you lose a lot of them. And we've had people do that. And, and there, that's their ending wrap up. Like it never happened. And then you get this slow clap. So that said, info at your permission to win. Give us your fun examples of all these. I don't know if you can spell colloquialism because I couldn't until I looked it up. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear your fun examples. Colloquial. <laughs> colloquial. That's all I got, Kim. I'm quotes and colloquial. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission in the form of a five-star rating and review will help keep the show going. Until next time, here's your permission to win. Mm-hmm.